a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Out of way, is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy at the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? The path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Happy New Year, WHM listeners. Before we get started, we have to remind everybody, you might not have heard that, you might not follow us on social media, uh, but we are indeed kicking off our 2017 tour dates right here in Brooklyn, New York at The Bell House. Ooh, with Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Get that bestiality ready. Oh, that fucking <laughs> My duck sex. is always ready. <laughs> duck sex, duck boobs. Duck uh, space adventure Maybe jackets, we, ja- duck, duck jackets. jackets it's a big one. <laughs> duck haircuts. 
The Duck Planet. I got to look into some Howard the Duck facts. I've never really read any of his comics, but I guess he comes from a duck planet. I think it might be a planet of ducks. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's like next to Duckburg. <laughs> he has to go up against the master of evil himself, Mr. Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey this is an, it's another pre-Troubles Jeffrey so Jones. So gird your loins. Uh, <laughs> and John Lithgow is also in this movie, and he's not playing the heavy, or did I make that up? No, I'm thinking I'm confusing. Uh, I confuse this movie with Buffalo uh, Buckaroo Banzai all the time. Oh, because they're nice. kind of the Tim, same movie. Uh, Tim Robbins is in this. Oh, Tim. Yeah, Robbins. Tim, Robbins, Tim Robbins. Robbins. I thought you were uh, confusing this with uh, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> uh, John, kind of the same movie. joint. Tall, I Get mean, out of here, Harry! <laughs> Nobody wants you anymore. Progresso soups. <laughs> So, gang, come on out to the Bell House. The date is Saturday, March the 4th. The time, 7 o'clock doors. We go on at 7.30. TheBellHouseNY.com for tickets. And we're not trying to hold anybody hostage, but we have no other dates in the Northeast American area currently. That's correct. So if you're thinking about, oh, I want to see those guys in 2017, and you live in a a stone's throw, throw that stone. Throw that stone, baby. No, fine. Don't come. No, no, sure. No. I'm sure we'll have another show sometime. <laughs> in your house. Yeah, we'll go right to your house. Well, that's the thing about it, though. That's the, that's the thing. That's the racket we have going on here is every show is a new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you always want to catch a WHM live, man. That's the thing. So Saturday, March the 4th, 7 o'clock, the doors will open at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. We're talking Howard the Duck. All four of us will be on hand. TheBellHouseNY.com for tickets. Now on today's program, a movie so bad we just saw it and my face is still red. It's Collateral Beauty on We Hate Movies. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Sadak. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Happy New Year. We are getting things kicking off in just the right fashion, I'd say. It's, that's right, a whole month of the worst of 2016, starting with Dave Frankel's Collateral Beauty. I'd rather watch Dave Franco's Collateral Beauty. (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be great. That movie would actually take some risks. (laughs) Olivia Wilde's definitely in it. (laughs) I was going to say, you might be able to trick Zac Efron into starring. You might actually... Uh, and for all you Cisco heads, uh, Eric is just too hungover from the new year. He couldn't couldn't. Oh get yeah, too bad. He's on the he's on the plasma right now. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> plasma. He's on the plasma. <laughs> yeah, he uh, spent the spent the night praying to the porcelain god, as it were. <laughs> god uh, damn it, <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, yeah, Michael Pena does a little bit of that in this movie, doesn't he? <laughs> he certainly does for completely different reasons, which we'll get to. Uh, so this movie is out in theaters right now. You could actually uh, well, not, let's no, not push it. I don't know. In some theaters at right now. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the holiday feel good movie of the year. Jesus, Louisa. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, Hollywood. Just because a movie is set at Christmas doesn't mean you need to release this at Christmas. I'm telling you right now, you have somebody going into the theater, right? One of these people that's tragically alone on Christmas for some sure. reason or another. Uh, a sad life. 
They they say to themselves, well, man, you know, I really love Will Smith. Yeah. Coming out just in time for the holidays, pet me up. That person saw this movie and then immediately killed themselves. Oh, I wonder what he'll be getting jiggy with this time. Wait, what? (laughs) I just need one little smile from the only man in Hollywood that can make me smile, William Smith. Oh, is Tommy Lee going to be here, too? (laughs) Are they going to talk about the alien again? You know, for the past month, I've been so sad about being widowed. And the only (laughs) thing I've been looking forward to is William Smith brightening my... What's that grief-stricken father with a dead kid and a ruined existence? Well, at least Jazzy Jeff will show up and... (laughs) He's always got a quip in his back pocket. Oh, they were so cute together back in the day. (laughs) Man, you're praying for DJ Jazzy Jeff in this movie. I would love it if Uncle Phil just threw him out of Will Smith's ridiculous apartment. Well, you need uh, a CGI Uncle Phil. Oh, that's right. He died. He's been dead for years, man. That's the estate of Uncle Phil. (laughs) Man, you know what? That's totally a book that that actor could have written. The estate of Uncle Phil. And his pictures is on the cover. It it could also be a book, like a bad book, giving you like money advice. I've had I had a couple of those like Simpsons books. You ever got oh, those? Oh, the philosophy. Like, of yeah, the it was like Bart Simpson's oh, yeah. Guide to Life. I loved that book. You loved that book? I did. This is the first book I ever loved. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my twenties, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. 
So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Back to Collateral Beauty. Uh God, I almost don't want to. I want to keep talking about fucking Loot Crate, man. Anything to prevent us from talking about collateral beauty. So this it's... movie is kind of like, a li- and I watch a lot of these uh, li- around the Christmas time, the Hallmark and the Lifetime Christmas movies. You're sure. like daring yourself to kill yourself. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, Come I, on, stay down. <laughs> you, you're going to sit through another one? You're going to sit through <laughs> the same one you watched last year? And you're going to go to hell tonight. I will say that this is probably a little bit more convoluted than most Lifetime. You would think so. I think really the only difference is this is actually filmed in New York. Like everything. <laughs> sure, if yeah. this was a a Lifetime movie, it would be a, a, a female lead. Uh, you know, someone. Kate who, Winslet would be the 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 lead. Of well, the, you're no, not Kate getting, Winslet. Not Kate Winslet. <laughs> you're Meredith Baxter Bernie or 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 no, <laughs> Meredith mean, Baxter no, Bernie. A charisma carpenter is yes, yes, that's yes, what you're going to get. Nailed it. You're going to get charisma carpenter. Nailed She's going to be the lead. Uh, it's going to be set in New York in the advertising world. We're filming it in New Toronto. By yeah, the way. <laughs> we absolutely are. It's going to be Canadian as sin, and there's going to be like one of the people that she deals with will be a hunk of some you know maybe one of the third leads from arrow will be the hunk okay, maybe yeah, or it's sense. a guy that he's really trying just by hook or by crook to scrape his way out of the soap opera game <laughs> oh man one of those guys <laughs> no you, that's like a morpheus situation you don't want to look back <laughs> yeah. no i'm sorry orpheus you don't want to look back to i was gonna say morpheus you just want to keep eating the fake steak in the matrix i'm a little rat face man so this movie takes place it's will smith uh uh we open with um should we so it takes the 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 back of the box scenario would be correct will smith uh is a begrieved father um who has conversations with the personifications of death time and love yes uh all around the holidays because he's so begrieved and Maybe there's other stuff going on. Also, he loves setting up domino spectacles. Oh, he yes. really does. He oh, loves yes. these little domino spectacles, man. He's got the time. He's got the patience and setting up these dominoes. It's, it's very dramatic and compelling uh, <laughs> domino uh, topplings going on here. I've never seen dominoes like this, though. No, this they're is... like shaped like dominoes, but they're just like solid colors. Mm-hmm. A lot of pastel dominoes. I mean, I feel like you got to buy these online, and they are expensive. You're paying through the nose. It the... is an expensive excruciatingly boring way to waste your time <laughs> and like i understand it you're grief stricken and yeah. i get I, I totally get it you need something to you know just funnel into but but, but chris don't dominoes <laughs> fall the way life falls you know what i mean one moment into the next you know what i'm oh, saying oh yeah why yeah, do dominoes like, fall master wayne <laughs> like plastic pieces of bullshit sure yes <laughs> 
That is life. Why do dominoes fall, Mr. Wayne? Because rich men have too much fucking time on their hands and they keep setting them up. Someone invented a company where all they make is custom-made dominoes. That's America in a nutshell right there. (laughs) I mean, honestly, where is Michael Caine? Why don't I have Michael Caine in this movie? He should be playing fucking Father Time, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It would have to be like, I mean... He would have to be like Edward Norton's father or something like that. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I just feel like it's a, coin, like a, a little it, something. It's a coin flip between Helen Mirren and Michael Caine. You can't have them sure, both because yeah. then you have like a, uh, then you've got like the old BAFTA guard kind of haunting your movie, <laughs> which makes it a little weird. And I'll take Helen Mirren over Michael Caine. Sorry Although, to tell you, Helen Mirren's doing an American accent in this movie, right? Because I think Kira Knightley's the only British one. The I only like actually quote unquote British one. I didn't think she Helen Mirren was. She's well, in and out a little bit. Yeah, it's, I'm not ooh. sure. She's also got those Aryan contact lenses. Yes, those that's are so weird. weird. That's it's weird. A little strange. I, I do. Think. Well, that's so she can match her fucking Queen Elizabeth suit she's wearing later <laughs> in the movie. Of course. Uh, so what's her face is doing a bad American accent though? Uh, Naomi Harris is. Yes, it? she is. Yes. Holy shit! And Kate Winslet's doing. I mean, Kate Winslet's mastered the American accent. She's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's totally, she didn't do so well with that Polish accent and. Jobs, but what yeah, are you gonna do? what are you going to do? It was last year. You can't, can't, can't falter forever. Also, and I, really, I hate the brain stuff. It was Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve Jobs. What did I say? Jobs. What's Jobs? Jo- isn't Jobs just the? Uh, oh, that's the Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher it, movie. So, yeah, yes. sorry about that. Steve Jobs. Can't wait for his middle name to come out. That'll be a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think his middle name is the Man in the Machine. <laughs> okay. Mooney, the, the documentary. So, could we? Do we want to spoil it for everybody? We have I- to because I, like I said to you on the train up here. I think spoiling the two twists in this movie. Aren't there like five, though? There's enough twists. There's enough that I think it will help inform everything else we're talking about. Sure. But so I think to spoil it, though, we have to set up a little bit more of what's going so on. So we, we start and it's Will Smith in better days giving a speech about and he, he, his like his like corporate mantra that they work at a fake advertising company because everybody works at a fake uh, advertising yeah, company. Lifetime, real movies, any movie, it's always about the ad advertising company. Yep. Yep. Apparently it's fronting Scientology because <laughs> his whole thing is there, there are three abstractions. There's love. Uh-huh. There's time. Yep. And there's death. Sure. <sighs> and it's like, oh, you know, Hooray. everybody wants love. Everybody uh, wants to maximize their time. And right. everybody's afraid of death. And that's how you sell them fucking soap, which, you know, sure. You know true. what? This character, you are no Don Draper. No. Okay. No. You know, Don Draper could sell me a rusty set of Cutco knives, man. <laughs> like, this dude ain't selling shit. Well, that's the weird thing is we, we only hear about how great he was at the ad game right. and how amazing everything was, but you never actually see it. You only Show have... me a campaign. Yeah. Show me one commercial you made. So we flip to now Will Smith is just making dominoes in the office and being a bit of a nuisance about it. Right. And it's an awkward situation because it's like, yeah, he's being a nuisance, but he's got a dead kid. <laughs> yeah. So everyone in this office, and it's a big office. It's uh, like Google. It, 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 these it, offices yeah, are Google. Yeah. They're the, the Mad Men Google uh, mashup here. And are we sure it's not Starfleet? <laughs> It's a lot yeah. of sliding doors that yeah. you don't feel like you just have to talk to. <laughs> they, they talk about how this company's on fucking hard times. Sell this office. you know, sure. Or stop paying rent at this office. Whatever Downsize. Downsize. Cut some of these millennials loose. <laughs> I see a lot of extras floating around Maybe here. A lot of fat around here. Just down to one floor maybe yes. of the yep. biggest building in Times Square. But these people, these poor people are expected to conduct business mm-hmm. and be successful while walking around on 
eggshells in front of this man because they're like, you know, anything could set this dude off. Like, who knows? And, and, and here's the thing. He's not closing those doors. Yeah. So it's an open office of you're just watching this guy day after day for six months. <laughs> yep. Shattered make, man. Make these childlike things. Oh, it's so creepy. Day like, after and day. Then, and then people are like, oh, do you know that he used to do that with his daughter? Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just got to do my timesheets. All right. <laughs> I'm a fucking temp. I, they said temp to perm. I said, no, temp. <laughs> and that's the thing, Cabin. It's not six months. It's been two years. And so it's at a point where they're... No, but he's been back for six months. He comes months. back and they're like, right, oh, but, yeah. But the, the kid's been dead kid's for, been two dead for two years. And so yes. everyone's mentality is like, you know, it's been two years, yeah. right? That's 24 whole months Come to on. stop being crazy. Or just like don't be in the... like. Don't haunt our offices. Like, you know what I mean? That's the weird thing. It's like, because Edward Norton keeps, Edward Norton is is the business partner. And I think uh, so is Kate Kate Winslet and also Michael Pena, who we'll get to. And basically, the thing is, like, Edward Norton keeps going up to him and and saying, like, oh, I keep trying to have conversations. What's his name? Walter or? Uh, Will Smith. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I mean, oh no, Howard. 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 Yeah, help me, Howard. So he's like, oh, I just keep going up to Howard, and like he's not there, and he does. I don't. I talk to him, he doesn't respond, which is weird. Like it's it's a very weird way of grieving. Yeah, to go to your job and then ignore everybody. I mean, it's (laughs) creepy. I mean, a lot of the beginning of this movie is people talking to Will Smith. Will Smith, like acknowledging that they're talking to him by like looking at them but then just not saying anything like he's a real fucking specter in this movie shaking his head like wildly for no reason and be like you know what dude you're not ready to come because they do have that thing like i think edward norton's like you know it's been two years he had to come back sometime maybe no matter what it's not time i need to run a business i can't have fucking weird fao schwartz nightmare (laughs) depression all over my house (laughs) that's the other thing is that they just don't have like he has to make a decision like <laughs> yes. he has to like yeah. it, 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 it's fine if he's like i can't do this anymore sure. i don't want anything to do with this place anymore that's fine yeah. he has to sign a piece of paper to that effect and be fucking done with it <laughs> this stupid thing where he's between he can he neither can stay away or fully commit yeah like oh, maybe he's gonna go back and maybe the initiate the plan was i'm gonna go back and lose myself in my work get some work done here's a tip Take the toys out of your office. Mm-hmm. Don't have those dominoes there to distract you. That's, that's all a, I'm saying. That's a big problem. And, and the rest of the office. So, But basically, the company's in the toilet because Will Smith was the Don Draper type. That's what everybody wanted. And I think this movie does know that you've seen Mad Men a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. Some of the language is very similar. It's also not as like explainy about what this movie's idea is anyway of like what the ad sales world is mm-hmm. they're just assuming you've seen mad men and yes. there is a it's just like jargon yeah and whatnot okay. floating around so they're like oh you know we're uh the company's in the toilet because everybody uh we're losing clients left and right because they wanted will smith's magical genius and they're not getting yeah, it right so uh we need you know we're we're behind on whatever and we have to we have to sell the company. We've got a great deal coming from Omnicom. Omnicom, by the way. Placeholder Good name, Lord. placeholder name, placeholder name. <laughs> yeah, somebody needed to look over this screenplay <laughs> with a fucking fine tooth comb. We have this great deal, but and very much like a Lifetime movie, very much like a Christmas movie, they need an answer on New Year's Eve or Buzz. <laughs> no matter what. Like, how about like if you are making an offer around the holidays, you have to be like, okay, let us know by the end of January. Because yeah. like it's the holidays. Oh, Everybody's yeah. on vacation. I- 
Omnicorp is open over the holidays. Give me a break. They took all of December off. Yes, exactly. You're not getting business done on on twelve thirty one, buddy. And what? Yeah. And what kind of fucking business? That's the other thing is you don't see them actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty of ins- inspirational shots of white people working <laughs> at an office. There's make a it, whole that's lot of America great again, man. <laughs> there's quite a lot of that, as it turns out. Sure, but there's not like. Give me a meeting where they're like, you know, yeah. we liked this idea of, you know, sure. Red Bull. You love yep. it so much you want to walk into traffic. <laughs> or they're know? like, oh, hey, Jimmy, what are those pants? Oh, those are the new uh, diesel jeans we're going to be marketing. Okay, cool. You exactly. know, that kind of a thing. The only time you see any of this is when Edward Norton plays an old DVD from some Spanish language fucking uh, like pharmaceutical, ph- pharmaceutical thing that he made about like a pill that reduces anger. Yeah. I was like, okay. Vicodin is this red monster. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be some sort of, like, that should be a thing. It's not selling this company or shares or whatever. It's like, we need to land the big account, and this is the the product that we're working on. But yeah, so the the problem is they're afraid, and they're like, okay, we need Will Smith, because he has, like, more shares than anything else, because Edward Norton sold some in his his horrific divorce, apparently. Oh, oh man, it sounds like Ed Norton's <laughs> character, Wit, uh, took a bath. <laughs> it sounds like a real barn burner, man. Well, like, it was a thing where, like, he was cheating on his wife. Uh, the wife hired a private detective, and yeah. she, like, just documented this dude's philandering. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, like whenever, I feel like whenever anyone talks about the divorce, three other characters go, oh, yeah. that was a bad divorce. <laughs> they do it in the street. I'm pretty sure strangers on the street are like, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, that was that bad one, for him. That one made the papers. <laughs> the post ripped him apart. Oh, ow, that guy. Oh, you're the divorce guy, right? Oh, you're the guy. It was a big knockdown, drag-out fight. Somehow Ooh. your apartment got set on fire. <laughs> All you have left is a Kangol hat. <laughs> he took a real, real bath in this fucking divorce. So he's hanging out with uh, Kate Winslet, who I thought for the beginning of this, I thought they were in a relationship because I think I thought that they like he's talking about who he cheated on his wife with. It's like, oh, it must have been Kate Winslet. But oh yeah, it's uh, actually just like the wife and the wife's new boyfriend. You also don't meet the other woman because we're just like. Talking about these characters in such a two-dimensional, like, this is the one that had the affair. There's Next. so many Lilith Cranes in this movie, man. There's a <laughs> lot of Lilith, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not, a, no, not Lilith. Uh, yeah, oh, not Lilith. Maris. Maris, I apologize. Maris Crane. Uh, Maris or, uh, or Vera. Vera. Uh, Vera from Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Lilith was all over that show. She was. You couldn't keep her out of it. Uh, <laughs> they tried. They... So they, they um, they're like, how are we going to do this thing? How are we going to get him to sign these papers? Because literally talking to this guy is like talking to a fucking wall. I'm not even kidding. Yep. <laughs> I've been in the elevator with this guy. I've watched where Edward Norton's like, hey, man, I got Nick tickets. You don't even have to come. All you have to do is sit next to me and be a fucking ghost. And he's like, no. Not even no, just no, nothing. No. He just walks out, of the, walks out of the elevator. And this is where you want to say to Edward Norton, and this is something that Will Smith, as a functioning human being, could possibly say, is why don't you take that daughter who hates you <laughs> to the Nick game? Why don't you try rebuilding that? Because that's the other like sack of sad shit that Edward Norton's carrying on his back in this movie. One of many. Yeah. He's got another one coming, too. Because he's got this daughter who hates his rotten guts. <laughs> She's like this precocious child actor with like you know a 30-year-old's vocabulary. And it's also the fucking oldest thing in the book with the fucking... 
Oh my god, my fuck the my my daughter's new stepdad is a rich man who is fucking nice to her. <laughs> that happens in fucking Jingle all the way too. It happens it all the time, and Edward Norton has to be this prick about it. And like he's like, oh, I got tickets to Hamlet. First of all. <laughs> How about you don't bring up Hamilton? Yeah. That's How right. about we begin with that? Don't bring up well, Hamilton. Well, this movie was made in 2016, so it's almost, it was by law you had to talk about Hamilton. Uh, but that's course. what's, like, there's so many problems with this screenplay, but that's a big thing. We're time dropping right now. Yeah. Because we're talking about Hamilton. He mentions his Uber driver gave <laughs> yeah. him advice. There's another one floating around well, there somewhere. Uh, she, went to, she went to Hamilton, so she, he's like, hey, I got tickets to Hamilton. I'm the luckiest man in the world, and I'm rich. And she's like, yeah, but I actually saw that already with my dad and Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> That's the other one. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Current Giants superstar Odell Beckham Jr. It's like, you know, pretend for two seconds like you want anyone to give a flying fuck about this movie 10, 15 years from yep. now. No one is going to remember. Like, someone's going to watch this movie 20 years from now it and was, be like, what was the big deal with Hamilton? What, so she saw it. It's okay. Why is he bitching it, about tickets? Actually, it was a private performance, and Odell did it for us. We actually had Denzel Washington who came on as Aaron Burr. <laughs> oh, wow. Now That's thinking, pretty star I'm thinking about uh, the criterion of collateral beauty that will come out in about oh, 10 or 15 yeah. years. Absolutely. Very nice artwork on the front. You know, the, the interesting artwork is you ever take one of those real snaky shits? You know, you take you take a real <laughs> take a dump after maybe a, a, a night of drinking, and it's like, wow, how long is this turd? And it goes all the way around the bowl almost twice, and you're like, how did I even do that? In the form of Helen Mirren's head. <laughs> and wow. that's it. That's it. It's a really artsy shot, maybe of a of a snaky shit, and it's called Collateral Beauty. Uh, that's the thing is like you could just have that. It's like a filled toilet bowl. And then just like like sprinkles on a Sunday, all the characters and things from this movie just atop it. And there is your Criterion Blu-ray case. Beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I thought you were going to talk about like the handful of dog shit that um, Divine eats. In, uh, <laughs> also also true. Now then you got, you got to pay John Waters for that. You don't want to be doing but that. But that's what watching this movie is like, man. Eating a handful of steamy, fresh, hot off the presses dog shit. So she uh, is like, yeah, dad. And he's like, oh. Oh, you're going to spend Christmas with me? He's like, no, I'm going away. And he gets all pissed and bummed, and he kind of leaves this girl alone. So that's his sad shit. And by the way, Brad, or whoever this stepfather is. It is a Brad. It's a fucking bullshit name. So she says... (laughs) I mean, it's it's a very... Overused name in cinema. It's I've met a couple of Brad's specifically for yep. stepdad. Yeah, stepdad yeah. Brad. So stepdad Brad. <laughs> instead of going to fucking Hamilton and hang out with dad, she's going to the Bahamas with mom and stepdad. Yep. Mom and stepdad were going to the Bahamas alone. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. What the fuck, Brad? Yeah. Why, I mean, why would you allow this to happen? It's a real cock up. You're going to a fuckation, and now you got a kid hanging out talking about how she wants to go back and see Hamilton with Odell again. And it's one of those things where it's a totally adults only resort, so you got to pretend and try to trick the people to say that she's 18. (laughs) Wow, this is getting really seedy. (laughs) This turned into my father the hero. No, man. Well, oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it will. I don't know. Well, that's the thing that you say. You say to somebody like, you know, there's these adults only resorts, and yeah. everybody thinks people are fucking fucking each other in the dining hall. I mean, they, you know, it's just they don't let I'd kids assume in. That. That's, we went on our honeymoon in Mexico, man. There was no children anywhere. What a beautiful thing. You fucking in dining hall? Or oh, oh, man! All the restaurants. <laughs> so linen closets as well. So, um, 
they're casting a commercial for uh, something. It's a. It's a. Oh, what is it? Is it a vacation? It's or? the one thing they do kind of say. It's some sort of travel thing. Or it's like yeah. you'll shed your. And like basically the line is you'll shed your skin or what is it? No, shed, shed your shed skin, skin and find yourself. Yes, that something. sounds right. I think that's it. Whatever it is. And then like he, he, he's a philanderer. So he sees Kira Knightley in, in line, by the way. And he's like, oh, hey, how's it going, Kira Knightley? And she's like, <laughs> how's it going? And he, she gives him a better line reading for his product. And she's like, oh, that, that hits you right in the heart. Yeah. And then she like leaves enigmatically to go to this weird playhouse and, Edward Norton's trying to get it wet, so he chases her. Yeah, that's right. And Pretty desperate. It's her, uh, Kira, it's her, Helen Mirren, and uh, what's this kid's name? I've never seen him before. He's a, he's a rap artist, I believe, as, as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, his name is Jacob Lattimore. I don't know that he's a rapper. That's what I got in the Wikipedia. Uh, Jacob Lattimore. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was in Ride Along. Okay. Well, the, the, Jacob Lat. It, it's oh, he's a Maze Runner person too. Okay. So, oh, is he okay? Yeah. And they're they're performing this in this like weird little black box theater, and they're performing some scene from something. And Edward Norton's like, "Wow, that was amazing." I was like, "You're just trying to get laid, dude." It's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, wow, that was the best. And he's like, "I go to a lot of theater," and I'm like, "Do you?" And he's no, like, "Come on." Oh, so Steve, uh, you're not a total racist. He's an R and B singer. Yes, okay. But it's a weird, like, uh, according to the Tribune anyway, it says uh, his first single, "Best Friend," was picked up by Radio Disney. Okay, Wicca Wicca Radio Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Collateral Beauty. <laughs> yeah, this is indeed Wicca Wicca Collateral Beauty. <laughs> so, uh, he's like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And he's like, "I have this great idea," and. Basically, what he wants to do is... Oh, I'm sorry. He he hires his wife's private investigator, played by Ann Dowd, to follow Will Smith around to find something that can label him uh, mentally incompetent. Crazy. Yeah, so... Because uh, well, so- that's the whole thing, right? It's, if he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he loses his stake in the company decision-making, yep. and they can go on with selling to Omnibus or whatever the shit it's called. So they show him, put some stuff in a mailbox, she takes it out, they go out to lunch with Ann Dowd, and they're like, what was in the mailbox, Ann Dowd? She's like, well, he wrote letters to life, to, to love, time, and death. And they read it out at the table. This the- is, I mean, this this starts the the long string of horrendously illegal shit that mm-hmm. goes on in this movie that is indeed the plot of the movie yep. is heinously illegal shit. doing something monstrous and illegal that let and me immoral, tell you right now immoral monstrously illegal and let me tell you right now nobody pays the piper for this shit <laughs> at the nope. end but when those credits roll and nobody's doing nope. time i don't think so the criminals are apologized to at the end of yeah, this movie that's right it's stunning you're goddamn right <laughs> fucking will smith needs to learn a lesson you need to learn a lesson and fucking that's mind right. your business yep oh so, oh, it's fucking we'll sickening. We'll this horrific... So we're stealing mail. Federal offense right there. <laughs> so, so right off the top. And um, so she's like, yeah, well, he wrote these letters. And then this is when... So when Edward Norton meets these three people, he's like, brilliant idea. And does he go... Does he run it by uh, the rest of the team first, I think? I think he goes... The f- I think he has the idea. Uh-huh. And then he has to go get them. Yeah, because also, by the way, these three struggling artists—they're actors, sure, and they're all struggling. Yeah. They've got like a fucking a theater on Varick Street in the middle of fucking Soho. Yeah, why don't you go to somewhere 
where the rent isn't a thousand dollars a day. I mean, that's the insane thing is like they're putting together this play. Nobody's off book, yeah. okay? Uh, but yet, like, <laughs> wow, you, you think it's a little late in the production to not be off book? I think so. The fucking set's designed. Yeah, what, what, are you kidding me? You're, you've moved into the theater? Yeah, that's you, true. You loaded in, the set's there, lighting's there, you're still on book, the three of you? What a fucking disaster. And the design's pretty impressive, too. Eugene O'Neill's rolling over in his fucking grave. <laughs> Good well, God. Well, that's the thing. Nobody's directing this. It seems like Helen Mirren might be. I think Helen yes, Mirren I chose to so. direct. Oh, I, I see. Well, to... you know what, lady? <laughs> Maybe let's get some discipline on set. And you're right, Kevin. This is an interesting looking set. I kind of just want to watch this play, not oh. this shit fuck movie. It would be better than anything. Oh, guaranteed. And it's one of those things like when he walks in on the scene, they're just talking about nothing. Yeah. It's all just it's the fucking screenwriter pulled out a thesaurus and had a field day with it. Clip clap nonsense. Just fucking <laughs> going for it. Talking about the cold tears of who gives a shit. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that your senior project? Yes, it was. I mean, I, I reworked the title yeah. and, and draft sense because, I mean, you can't put that on a marquee. Yeah, Chris Cabin's The Cold Tears of Who Gives a Shit. That's a lot for a poster. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Edward Norton's got this idea. He's like, hey, look, why don't I pay? I'm going to come into a lot of money if this this scheme goes through. We're doing Ocean's Eleven shit right now. <laughs> Which I'm going to need three actors. <laughs> and this is a tough sell, by the way. Do this thing for me, and I promise you $20,000. But also only if I then come into this money that I'm only assuming I'm going to get should this deal happen to go through. This is a very rare instance of that where you don't have to sleep in a haunted mansion. You know, usually when you <laughs> yeah. hear a line of bullshit is like that, but you have to spend one night my, in a haunted mansion. My great Aunt Louise died. <laughs> but so he's like, all right, so what, uh, why don't all, th- you know, what you have to do is pretend to be the personifications of love, death, and time. Go go haunt and bother my begrieved partner to make him, I guess, well, the, the idea is like, then he'll either snap out of it or more than likely he'll just go crazy and we'll have enough evidence to have him uh, uh, removed from the, char- the masthead here. But what we haven't mentioned yet is how we're collecting this evidence. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which is indeed... They want to get the three. So it's it's Helen Mirren is death. Kira Knightley is love, and Jacob Lattimore is time. And they're like, go to him, get him like riled up and talking to you. And then Anne Dowd, our <laughs> fucking sextagenarian private investigator, the one on the inside, <laughs> she's gonna film you and then line from the movie digitally remove you from the tape then we're going to play it in front of the board meeting with all these lawyers present but and sink this guy are you serious on top of that all there's a a, the game uh, a a part to this yes because somebody finds a key in a wallet they have to have strangers or just random people pretend like they're invisible yeah. 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 Well, but, but what Andrew, the second part of this, the digitally, that's the second part. That kind of comes in later in oh, the movie. Oh, I thought that was from Jump Street. And maybe that's in his Machiavellian sense that he knows <laughs> that that's coming. But initially, it's just like, hey, we're just going to go. Just you know, he's big grieved. Just talk to him. Maybe if he confronts these things, he'll get over it. Right. So and they're all like, oh, yeah, that's cool. 20 grand for that. That's weird. But to Chris's point, yes. And uh, like Helen Mirren's like, well, what's the, the theatrical device? Can people see us? Can people not see us? So, like, when Helen Mirren meets uh, Will Smith at a dog house, a, do- a dog park where he frequents, 
and Dowd comes with this kid. This kid is now on the take. Yep. And Dowd comes by and like Will Smith's talking to uh, Helen Mirren and this kid's like, Mommy, who's that man talking to? And she's like, he's crazy, son. Yeah. And, you know, again, insanely immoral, possibly illegal. This is like, like venturing into like harassment territory. but also- Harassment fraud. Yeah. Fra- oh, fraud, definitely. But now Ann Dowd's got this kid involved. It's a grandson, we're told. So now, listen, you're either giving that kid a cut uh-huh. or you got to fucking snuff him out. And that's, <laughs> and that's Ann Dowd's decision to make when the time and, comes. And, and here's another thing. is <laughs> like <laughs> there's a piano wire in the park. You're not getting no 3%. <laughs> Eastern promises. She brings the kid for a shave. Um, no, but like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor uh, little guy. But, like, okay, so Helen Mirren going to the dog park, uh, like, she's straight out of a Bill Cunningham photo. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, you maybe want to wear something where somebody, some random person could just be like, what the fuck is that person wearing? Yeah, exactly. Like, don't stick out like a sore thumb where everyone will be staring at you. Also, you're death. Don't you want to have, like, a plain, like... Black? Black is well, what Well, but that's a little, a little too obvious. So she's wearing all this blue, and she's like, yeah... You wrote a letter to me, and like Will Smith's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and the weird thing is, the trailer is better than the movie because the trailer is just like, it's magic, it's fine. This is what's happening to this guy right. on Christmas. Yeah, but this, like, to your point, the game, it's it's very strange. And also, what I was curious about was, I was expecting a twist like in the game when like Michael Douglas sees that great character actor in that like uh, doctor ad in that Mexican restaurant. And he's oh like, yeah, he's an actor. Like an actor on television. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then he like harasses that guy at the zoo. Like, that's what needs to happen. Like, Bill, Will Smith is like watching TV and like, it's Kira Knightley in a fucking orbit ad. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, this house of cards needs to come a crumbling. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no real she's all that moment. No, because as I mentioned, uh, the Piper is not paid <laughs> by anyone. We're not paying the Piper. We're not paying the fucking Fiddler. Nobody's getting paid, man. We're not even robbing Peter to pay Paul here, man. <laughs> oh, no way, dude. We're doing nothing. So uh, she meets him, and he gets freaked out. And she's like, she has the letter because they fucking stole it. <laughs> Which also, here's the thing. So Ann Dowd says, I paid $800 to a mailman so the mailman would copy me a universal key nice try, that, that mailmen have, right? So then I'm thinking, okay, so in order to access these letters, this woman who's just wearing like a beige overcoat is keying into a mailbox. Like, I need a scene where she's dressed up like a postal employee. <laughs> <laughs> right? She comes up with a big plastic post office box and keys into that shit. I see. I didn't even notice that it was a universe. So, wait, is Anna Dowd after this? Is she just going to start a criminal organization of blackmailing everybody? She can get any oh, mail, she's the mail from queen. anywhere. Yep. Yeah, she can. Yep. Just- you know, and also to, to your point, Andrew, I think the way you get around that is you get your kid partner there, right? Oh, sure. You you get him across the street. He puts a pipe bomb in a garbage can. <laughs> that blows up. And everyone's like, oh, my God. That's when Ann Dad goes and gets the mail real sure, quick, real quick. Yeah. Real. Or maybe that kid fakes a heart attack and or a seizure. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Run oh, to help totally. that kid. Well, if it's a pipe bomb, dude, I was going to say you get Mark Wahlberg in this movie. He'll get to the <laughs> bottom of it. That blew up the race. Whatever. That this just watch the documentary of yeah, that. If you're fine or read a book. Uh <laughs> so um the next is oh and also by the way, so like 
everybody sort of um, he bring uh, Edward Norton involves Michael Pena and Kate Winslet, and they're all like, "Oh, I guess this is the only option available to us." Is this insane scheme? And they go through their like. Because you could just make the argument, why doesn't one person talk to another person? Yes. They do say, you know, we had our intervention was terrible. The yeah. grief counselor we Something hired. Something about chakras or some fucking white nonsense. I don't, I don't believe in chakras. Well, yeah, they, they got Dr. Strange in. He couldn't crack it. Uh, Dr. Strange and his white uh, magic didn't work. <laughs> But yeah, but so, um, but the way they kind of informally, they all are like, all right, Edward Norton's gonna work with Kira Knightley because he's trying to get that shit wet. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Pena uh, draws Helen Mirren and they're gonna work on their stuff. Right. And, um, uh, uh Kate Winslet's gonna work with Jacob, what's his face? Lattimore. Lattimore Jacob, yeah. La- Jacob Lattimore. Uh, and. By the way, that's the name for a vampire. Th- yeah, Jacob we'll just Lattimore. Get that out yeah. of the way. Oh no, it's Jacob Lattimore. <laughs> Dark Shadows? Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Hello, welcome to House Lattimore. You've moved back into the house, I see, Jacob. This is our new butler. He's also a werewolf. Your ancestors have been waiting for you, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> but so Michael Pena, and this, we, we all, by the way, we saw this 10 o'clock in the morning on 84th Street yep. in a much too crowded for me theater. There's I a whole 10 it. people there. I couldn't believe it. We were ready to just fucking hoot and holler. I mean, this movie tanked. Yeah. It's been out for a couple weeks, uh, at least a week. Well, maybe. it week opened against Rogue fucking one. Yeah. yeah it didn't yeah. do too well. Yeah. Uh, so we just were anticipating it was going to be a real fat guy fest in that theater. <laughs> just laughing. There were so many people in that theater. I'm so disappointed. And some of them were under 200 pounds. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> We were, but we were snickering and we were having yeah. a little bit of fun with it. So no, no one booed us outright. But what I was saying was, at this point in the screening, so like everyone's working with their respective uh, personification of whatever, just to get them up to speed and to save time. So Michael Pena is working with Helen Mirren in like a in, 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 in Starbucks, a, in a Starbucks yeah. or something. They're working this over a script, and Michael Pena starts to cough. And I turned to Chris and I was like, I swear to God, if Michael Pena fucking dies in this movie, I'm going <laughs> to eat my hat. And well, I didn't have to eat my hat, but I almost did. But like he is is presumed dead. It turns out he's got uh, like mesothelioma or something. No, he's dead. He's yeah. definitely gonna die. Like yeah. that's not- so, but that's what you start to find out is that Michael Pena is deathly sick, and yes. wouldn't you know it. You're like, well, he's already talking to death. What, what, what? Right. Oh, can you believe it? Can you even fucking believe it? Man, did that just irk me. <laughs> and also this guy is like, you know, and that's kind of, it also works for a motivation for his character. He's like, I'm not a horrible person playing this weird fucking Charles Dickens-esque prank on my friend. <laughs> I'm actually, I, you know, if, if, uh, if you know, this deal doesn't go through, I have nothing. I have nothing to leave my kids. Oh, my God, my mother. He's in it for like more. He's got like a Heisenberg thing going on. <laughs> he kind of is. He puts he's on like, a black hat. Yeah, he puts on a black hat and he's like, you're going to fucking pretend to be death <laughs> and I'm going to knock for you. I'm just imagining if... Uh, for some reason, you know, God forbid, you you Andrew just becomes an alcoholic or something, and then just just you know, I don't want to put the the bad juju on anyone in your family, yeah. But like, you become an alcoholic, and like, we hate movies is going down the toilet, and I need to sell it. Like, what do I get? Like an, a, a UCB one hundred and one class to come out <laughs> and, and perform some bizarre cabaret for you just to get you to, to sign over something? It's insane. You have to rent you. out a bar. <laughs> Oh, they all flew to be ghosts. 
Dude, I got to tell you, Steve, not for nothing, one of the things I thought about watching this movie, because they all, like, at this part of the movie, when they all pair off and yeah. they're working on their bits, it reminded me of, like, the old days writing sketches in coffee shops. Like, it was so weird. I was like, they're sitting here in this Starbucks. They're getting their bit together. Yeah, Michael sure. Pena's working on his character. You got a five-minute slot at Liquid Courage, man. You got to get that going. <laughs> the family, you know, the family of Jacob Marley. <laughs> But no, so yeah, you're you're an alcoholic. You go into a bar. It's all these ghosts that are people from a UCB 101 class. And they're like, <laughs> I died from drinking. I too died from drinking. <laughs> but Rum you're all was- here drinking. <laughs> Rum was my poison. I drank it from the gutter. I drank vodka from an ice storm from hell. And then Andrew's like, No, fuck that guy. I saw that guy in an above average video yesterday. <laughs> Eat shit. That girl was in my 101 class <laughs> 10 years ago. Oh, Damn it. she was in the background of Broad City. Fuck this. <laughs> I know he fucking writes for last week tonight. Get out of here. That's, might as well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so the next thing is uh, uh, J- Jacob Lattimore as time meets Will Smith in his office playing with the, uh, uh, what do you call their Domino. Dominoes. <laughs> and, like, Kate Winslet comes out, right? Kate Winslet's this is like, the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Kate Winslet's like, oh, hey, Will Smith, uh, we've got this meeting with this company. We know you're not going to go to it because you're a living ghost. But, hey, do you want to <laughs> go to this thing? And... And, like, she pretends not to see Jacob Lattimore because it's all this fucking scam. Yeah. Well, it's also because Helen Mirren specifies in the last meeting, like, uh, they only see us if we want them to. Yeah. Is the thing. So he's kind of looking like, do you see this guy behind me? Yeah. Do you see this Disney R&B singer (laughs) behind me? Is he crooning? Is he crooning back there? Did you... Will Smith's like, fuck that. I know that guy's not time. I saw him in the Maze Runner. <laughs> Fucking Scorch Trial, bitch. <laughs> it's so stupid. So he has this conversation where, like, the kid time is mad at him. Like, Helen Mirren's a bit, Helen Mirren's a bit like, oh, sweetheart. And this kid's like, fuck you. You wasted my gifts and all this stuff. And, like, you know, he, like, starts reading out his letter to him. He's like, you know, Albert Einstein that saw the t- thought the time was an illusion or some horse shit. Downstairs, uh, uh, Kate Winslet's like, oh, man, I feel really bad about lying to my begrieved best friend. I feel terrible about it. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? In my open air office, I'm going to look on a fucking sperm bank website. Dude, come on. Well, because she's dealing with time, man. And the oh, clock I get it now. Ticking. You oh. get that shit? Dude, is your... Oh, man, Kevin, get a mop, because Steve's mind just got blown all over the studio. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, you, you should have had Marissa Tomei, and she could have done reprised her best line, which is, my biological clock is ticking like this. <laughs> oh, right. That's how she accidentally won that Academy Award. <laughs> but, like, it, it's so fucked up, because, like, we have no idea why, like, w- what happened. Like, Kate Winslet never talks about like wanting to well, have a kid dude, or she's she's a woman in a uh, career scenario obviously she really she, wants to have she a gave kid. up one yeah. for the yeah, other and now she's regretting course, it it's a yes. latter period 30 rock kind of a gag you know yeah. <laughs> or, la- or latter period uh uh, uh svu that that happens there that too. does happen now we have baby noah on the show <laughs> baby noah 
That baby's been in more danger in like two seasons. <laughs> that kid needs to be taken away from that lady. I think that kid's There's been, way too many sex criminals about. That kid's been kidnapped like four times on that show. Yep. I'm telling you right now. And it was twice by the same person, I think. Uh, <laughs> nope. Already ruined. Toss it out. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, though, like, you will lose custody. Your kid gets kidnapped more than once. Yeah. You get one kidnapping. The judge is like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. Oh, sure. Well, also, Bro, she had to adopt. Objection. <laughs> fool me twice. Shame on me. She had to adopt baby Noah because his mother was a prostitute who was set on fire under a bridge. Oh, she's not even by a lot. No, that kid is gone. That kid's in a fucking orphanage town. Yep, that's right. If this woman wasn't a cop, forget it. That baby would be taken right <laughs> Oh, out. you think a lot of papers go missing, by the way? Yep, guaranteed. You're not calling every kidnapping in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she does legally uh, have custody of him, but the uh, judge is like, you know. Boys will be boys. <laughs> if we could not put this kid, I don't want any more. I don't need any points on my parenting license. So, if we could not put this kid, this kidnapping on the books, I'd really appreciate. You know, it. I'm you, on probation. I'm just gonna get a pot belly pig this time. <laughs> I'm just gonna go around this one, go the other way. So she's like, yeah, you know, I want a kid, whatever. Uh, the third person to meet him is Will uh, is Kira Knightley. She kind of bombs out, right? She's like crying or something. And she fucks Will's it up. It's like I'm not in the mood. Which is weird. He's, he's eating. That's the best thing. Oh right, yeah. He's trying to eat this. When you get the shot of like from where he's sitting, you see what this is. It's a bad job by the prop department. It's just a, like a plate of raw vegetables, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's at a diner in Brooklyn or where. Like I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. you're you're getting something nice. Also, you're 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 depressed. You're eating fucking hoagies left and right, man. Gravy on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Better gravy up those raw vegetables. Oh well, actually, but he's like really like man feelings depressed because he sits in his apartment oh, in the dark and doesn't let anyone in. And like even Kate Winslet's like always bringing him food. She's like, hey, I went to the place down the corner. Yeah, here's a plate full of food for you. And then his landlord gets involved. You mean Giuseppe? Giuseppe, oh, God, this guy. <laughs> no, it's fucking uh, Jimmy Palumbo. I think he's. I think this is. Uh, he's celebrating a dozen times playing a superintendent <laughs> of a building. Uh, this that dude's in everything, or yeah, just a, a random tenant in an, a Law and Order episode. Yes, he's he's helped out several different Law and Order police officers. But yeah, he's like, oh, you know, don't leave those, don't leave that food out. It it just goes to rot. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and, well, the, the, and he's not paying his rent either. Which you get an idea, by the way, of what kind of people we're dealing with at this point, because Kate Winslet is just like. All right, well, I'll pay his rent if it'll shut you up and uh, let me get out of here. And yeah, she I'll, just like cuts this dude a check. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay one month of his rent of a one bedroom and God knows where, like off Prince Street. My God, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. Soho apartment. A Soho apartment. Wait, so does he live downtown and he works in Brooklyn? Or I thought he lived in Brooklyn and the, the office is downtown. Oh, that's right, because he's always on the Maybe bridge. Maybe he's in Dumbo. I see. You see him bike the same direction across the Manhattan Bridge from Manhattan well, to Brooklyn like I mean, seven the, times. I think it's just the same footage. The <laughs> amount of dramatic, angry bicycling in this movie <laughs> is yeah. really something else. Like It is something else. Th- there's like three different shots of him on the Brooklyn Bridge with some fucking stupid muse song or who gives a shit (laughs) going on and then he angrily bikes against traffic oh he's going the wrong way on a one-way street that's pretty i will tell you there is two kinds of depression in this two kinds of movie depression in this world there is movie depression and then there's rain over me movie depression Uh, uh, and this is firmly in the rain over me camp oh totally 
Oh, that movie stinks too. Mm-hmm. That's a real stinker. What a buddy comedy! Him, Adam Sandler, and Will Smith being depressed together. Oh, I'd watch it actually. I wouldn't. <laughs> Around this time, Will Smith starts like almost going to a grief group, and you're like, "Oh, that makes a whole lot sure, of fucking sense." Yeah, so fucking it's, finally, it's a group about you know, it's a group that meets all the time. It's the it's the uh, the Dead Kids Club, Little Wings, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very sad name. It's something <laughs> like Little Wings, Tiny Hearts. <laughs> It's the Mini Coffin Grief Society. <laughs> It'd be great if he goes there and he sees Edward Norton and he's like, well, hold on, your your kid isn't dead. And he's like, well, I actually can't sleep and this is the only way I can. Oh, that's Fight Club. Sorry, I got to go. <laughs> I'm just going to take some cookies and coffee and get out of here. It's an AA meeting down the hall. Well, Edward Norton and Helena Bottom Carter show up and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Man, that would have made for a great movie crossover. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's right there. Um, but uh, it's run by Naomi Harris, who's having a great year, by the way. Great Moonlight year. This. Not a great year for American accents, but a uh, great year <laughs> no. for her being... She's actually... I mean, she's good in this movie. She's, she's got, good in this movie. She's diddly good. old dick to do, but, mm-hmm. you know... Just... Oh, she's got one important thing to do at the end there, buddy. <laughs> oh, so, like, you yeah. know, Naomi Harris is running it, and Will Smith kind of goes, but then doesn't. And then the next time he does go in... Or then she confronts him outside. She's like, hey, hey, um, uh, my name's Naomi Harris. Uh, what's your name? And he's like, oh, my name's Will Smith. I mean, they have a real character. <laughs> my name is Will Smith. <laughs> Madel- That'd be great if he just said that. Madeline and Howard. Madeline right. and Howard. They meet each other. They shake hands. And she's like, oh, you know, I saw you almost trying to come in a couple times. You know, why don't you come in next time? It'll be good for you. Stranger, it's also yeah, it's deeply inappropriate. I mean, you'll find out why this is happening this way. Yeah, at the end of the movie, but like the whole time, I'm like, don't like, don't tell him that you've been seeing him outside. Yeah, like, don't be like saying you've got to say. She says the name of her dead kid. Yeah, at, like and like, I get it. You're running the Cold Tykes Club, and like, <laughs> I'm not gonna- Cold Tykes. <laughs> That one wins. We can't make any more variants on that joke. That one wins. There it is. Colton and, Tykes Club it is. And, and I'm, I'm used to this, and I know how to do this. Uh-huh. But I mean, she's really like. I feel like there's subtle ways to like get someone talking. Yeah, they've got to come to you, man, in this situation. And it's every also time. Tell it's me also- your dead kid's name. <laughs> what is the Cold Tykes name? It's also very, very flirty. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little too flirty for my taste with the, for the Cold Tykes Club. And, and also, the- <laughs> Especially if you're like the attractive runner of the Cold Tykes Club. You've got to be like cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. people, you, you give them a nice grief hug, but that's the end of it because I can't uh, be getting involved. Offer with them any- some coffee. We can't be codependently grieving nope. together. It's nope. probably not a great idea. No, that's real messy. And also, by the way, I, I apologize to anyone listening who has a dead child. We're talking about movie dead kids, which is totally different. I, I really wish, actually, if it, if it was, if it was, uh, it was a room full of um, action movie stars who all lost their kids. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sabotage, and like uh, 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 Jean Van Damme and Face Off. Jean Travolta and Face Off, Jean Claude Van Damme and Time Cop. They're all there. Like I lost my child. And then, like well, she's like, oh, I lost my kid to a very rare form of cancer. And then everyone else is like, well, mine was a crime boss. Mine also was a crime boss. Crime mine, boss here too. Yeah, Terrorist. Yeah, they're all, all confused. They're just like, wait a second. Mine was a time co- time boss from the future. Your kid <laughs> wasn't taken out by some sort of global terrorist bent on world domination. I was gonna say, is it John Travolta, Jean Claude Van Damme, and then exactly twelve Arnold Schwarzeneggers? <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, how many times does Arnold have a dead kid? Collateral damage. Uh, sabotage for sure. Sabotage yes. as well. Um, I think at least two of the 80s ones. Yeah, maybe like, what's going Not on? Not Raw Commando? Deal. Raw Deal, he's, he's, he's fine. Uh, Commando, he's saving his daughter. Okay. Right. True he, Lies, he's saving She his makes daughter. it right out of that one, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she makes it right out of uh, True Lies as well. I'll have to do excuse that one. Yeah. Uh, the Terminator can't breathe. <laughs> can't, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he is there. sterile. <laughs> Uh, I guess his adopted son John Connor makes. Well, it. that was the original uh, uh, idea for the third Terminator was him to just tinker with a little child robot <laughs> for two hours. Oh no! And now the T one thousand killed my child. Oh I, no! I have an even colder tyke. The T two fifty is now an even colder tyke. <laughs> that is rude. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like they kind of have this awkward meeting and she, she's like, why don't you come in next time? He's like, maybe I will. And he's like, he's very broken, but he's actually talking to her, which is weird. And he says like, you know, I'm seeing these personifications of death and time and love. And she's like, well, I think you should talk to them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what terrible advice. I mean, when you start a grief group, they give you numbers and they're like, look, if somebody starts saying that they talk to people that aren't there, you tell them to see a real therapist. Yeah, this you is know a I mean? private number that you're going to want to have. Yeah, to this give guy them. needs medication because Please. it's not okay. Um, but also, in like, and I'm sorry, but like in this situation, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to make any decisions about life. You don't, you know, you're sitting in a a dark room by yourself all the time and won't eat. Yeah. Just kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, hey, look. He's trying. I mean, he's I mean, not. He, I, I, I've seen no evidence. We just other, talked other about than, it. Okay, I guess in the middle of the street trying to run against traffic. That I mean, that's a pretty public suicide attempt. I don't know what you're looking but for. But that's just my point then. Like, just, at that point, you're oh, looking to get oh, killed. Oh, I see. He's not trying hard enough to commit yes. suicide. Oh, that's your problem. He's got to okay. put some elbow grease into it is <laughs> okay. what I'm saying. Well, I think he might be trying to starve himself. He also says something about, like, he only sleeps six hours a week. I was yeah. like, all right, so your brain's going to fucking sputter out at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, this is Fight Club. This is what. This is exactly how Fight Club starts. Dude, imagine then if Edward Norton and Will Smith were the same person <laughs> yep I like and it that. was a whole thing where like not only is edward norton divorced but he's divorced because they have a dead kid exactly and the girl that he's talking to that doesn't like him is his dead child oh this yep. makes perfect sense yep there we go this and then sense. where is my mind starts playing mm-hmm. the fucking building blows up and mm-hmm. credits there and we then go. you get a, a punkierly a punkierly dressed uh, uh kate winslet you know what i mean yes not- she could do it oh, yeah, she, that's a yeah kate Will's- winslet from like eternal uh, sunshine kind sure, of look sure, sure. and then will smith cries on Meatloaf's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like that sounds like a hit. Yep. Yeah, I like it. It worked once before. We can do it. Um. So at this point, Edward Norton's like, you know, this isn't moving fast enough. We have this fake movie timeline where we need these papers signed on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, man, or else Gary Marshall's gonna be really upset. <laughs> R.I.P. I know. Oh, that's sad. You think he's gonna get? Um, we need to really start thinking about who we got to talk for, about it now. You're right. Who's gonna get Farina'd from the Oscars? Now, can you, Steve, for new listeners, because mm-hmm. we drop this every now and again, it's something that you coin. When we say someone gets Farina'd at the Oscars, what are you talking about? Uh, the in memoriam death montage, as we all know, uh, only takes so many people. Apparently, that they've got <laughs> other things to get to on that show, like interpretive dance. So, an actor such as Dennis Farina, who's fantastic. 
was not celebrated at the Oscars, and it happens every so often. Uh, Brad Renfro that didn't didn't get it. That's the alternate. Sometimes we do say you got Renfro. So this year, most celebrities died. So <laughs> chances are people are going to left yeah. be left on the cutting room floor. I'm trying to think of who the big one's going to be. I think Rickman's on the edge, man. Rickman it's was not. Er- they're not going to forget Rickman. Ooh. Rickman was early, and there was a lot of fucking a, a lot of heaters at the but end of the year. He was in <laughs> Harry Potter, though. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's true. That's, that's like true. the other thing. Like my part of me was wondering if, um, oh, I'm an asshole. I forget the guy's name. R two D two. Oh, Kenny Baker. Ooh, Kenny that's Baker. Kenny Baker. But also Star Wars. So I feel like they can't. Yeah, and if you're doing Carrie Fisher, you gotta get. They're him gonna be too. like, oh wait, didn't someone else from Star Wars fucking die? Well, oh, the little guy. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, Kenny Baker's dead. Get him in there. Oh, no, okay, like- yeah. Put up a Mark Hamill one. That's what we're going to need. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Tim Rice is going nuts right now. They're doing a whole song for Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, <laughs> as they should. And I'm not, sure. not trying to make light of that. It's still a little raw. It's very raw for me as well. But a lot of people died this year. Some people's going to oh, be ended. Oh, you know who it is? Oh, please. Who's Robert good? Vaughn. Oh, Robert, Robert yeah, Vaughn Robert is Vaughn. getting yes, farinaed. Yep. Robert Vaughn will indeed And that'll be a crime because Robert yeah. Vaughn was great. Yep, he was great, and he will get Farina at the I Academy Awards. I almost guarantee you he's the one. That's a good call, Kevin. That's exactly right, we'll what we'll leave it at that. I'll, as we think of these, I'll, I'll you know. We'll, because we'll, I bet you they'll even put Leonard Cohen. I think Leonard Cohen maybe had been in one movie. He's been in some stuff, I think. You know what they do? They're going to do the. Well, actually, Saturday Night Live already took it, but they're going to play Hallelujah as they do the montage. That way you're doing two oh, birds, Christ. one stone. And they'll yeah. just show like a clip from McCabe and Mrs. Miller or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they might. Just yeah. do So Long, Marianne, all right? Like, there are other good Leonard Cohen songs. Yeah, there are other good, grim Leonard Cohen <laughs> They're songs. They're all grim. You could play over a death reel. Uh, so now that, well, this is a sad episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but like so, uh, uh, Norton is like, "This isn't working. This isn't. It's not working. We need to. We need. I have a, a new game, end game, which is going to be uh, to fabricate the, evidence. F- to fabricate evidence <laughs> yes, in the legal right. trial. Uh, yeah. to, to get. It'd be great if the, he got committed at the. If uh, Will Smith, because of their fucking around, yep. got committed to the fucking sucker punch asylum, and then <laughs> finally commits suicide. Yes, because he's like, okay, so what we're gonna do, like like Andrew said, is we're gonna have." All these three, you have to come back one more time, and we're gonna fi- and Dad's gonna film it, and then we're gonna just take it out in post. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna digitally remove these three people from footage that Anne Dowd is shooting on a cell phone. And like Helen Mirren is like the one that's the most into it. She's like, oh, this is the greatest role of my career. I can't <laughs> wait to come back. Boy, and that's it, annoying. It is quite. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Lattimore is like, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. And then like uh, what you ever call it. Uh, Kira Knightley. Knightley, she's out. It's difficult to have Kira Knightley and Kate Winslet in the same movie, just in, in terms of verbal only. Not but, as bad as Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman in the same movie. No, yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, then you get yourself a Phantom Menace, and that's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> you get, uh, but so she's like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. So he has to like get the gang back together. Meanwhile, uh, Helen Mirren finds out that uh, Michael Pena is dying. He's like, you know. I, I was sick as a kid, and then I was sick in my 20s, and now I'm sick again, and this is the last time. And she's like, well, have you told your wife? And he's like, no, I haven't. He's like throwing up blood in toilets every all around <laughs> yeah. New York City. You're like, yeah. oh, is that Starbucks bathroom occupied? Oh, great. There's blood in it. Oh, no, the fucking New York bloody towel ripper <laughs> struck again. <laughs> and like, he's like, she's like, have you told your wife? He's like, no, I haven't had the heart yet. I'm like, your wife, if, if I ever had cancer and I beat it, 
My fiance, anytime I fucking farted, would be like, are you all right? You got to go to the doctor. Yeah. Got to go to the doctor. She get that fart checked out. Get that <laughs> fart checked right out. Do also, it. he's leisurely like he goes into a coffee, a coughing fit. Mm-hmm. Just leisurely talking to the personification of death. <laughs> He's not like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> You've probably been coughing like that for at least months now. But sure. you think your wife doesn't know? Exactly. Is she, is she going to be like, oh, oh, that cold's been going on for two months now? Well, and that's, Boy, the that's horse pretty shit. bad. Oh, like, Cancer Boy's got a real bad cough in there. Well, the end of the movie is she's like, did you tell your wife? And he's like, yeah, she knew all along. I was like, no shit. <laughs> You're leaving fucking bloody towels all over the bathroom. So, but wait, was she just playing along like, oh, my silly husband and his cancer? <laughs> well, no, I think it might be more like, you know, oh, he'll tell me in his own time. He yeah. also says that she had been... Like personally making, like preparing herself for his death, <laughs> which that's something you want to do by yourself. I, I just imagine that, like him, like green, sweating in bed, like it's it, like hours away from the end, and she's just at his bedside, like, sure you don't want to tell me anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything at all. I, I did. I, just, I mean, I know did she, you got the saltines and the ginger. Are, are, are you sure there's nothing else wrong here? <laughs> We're canceling brunch plans for the third weekend in a row. Um, but yeah, no, you're fine, right? This is our, uh, but this this is our fifteenth, yeah, fifteenth uh, delivery of blood <laughs> from. Uh, <laughs> there's a brown bile on all of the pillowcases. That's great. Uh, I was uh, thinking about making plans for next Christmas. <laughs> what do you think you'll be doing next Christmas? And, you know, it smells like skin and urine in here. <laughs> oh, you. So, uh, you really want to tell me? Skin and urine. At this point, uh, Will Smith works up the courage again to go to the uh, uh, grief group. And he has another another flirty chat with Naomi Harris. They get, like, a drink or something. Yeah, they go to, like, a restaurant. Romantic or... dinner. It's, it looks very, like. it's very pretty. Uh, and she's like, oh, you know. My daughter's name is Olivia. She died from this very specific, rare kind of cancer. And, you know, like, uh, she, she asks him, actually, she's like, I'm guessing you're part of the 79%. And he's like, what does that mean? She's like, you know, the 79% of uh, people who lost a child, uh, couples who lost a child who get divorced, because obviously it's very difficult. Uh, read yeah. a play sometime. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> just one play. Uh, yeah, just any old play. You'll, you'll find out. It's very difficult to lose a child. Um, and she's like, oh, uh, you know, my, my husband in the most, we, we did get divorced. And weirdly enough, when we got divorced, he did the most romantic thing that he, that he ever did when we were married, which he gave me this little card. And in the card, it says, I wish we were strangers again, or right. something like that. Is that I wish we were strangers. If again. only we yeah. could be strangers. Again. Is that what it is? Yeah, You're the only one who's seen this piece I've of shit twice. <laughs> twice in theaters. That's we could crazy. be strangers <laughs> just for one day. <laughs> yeah, put that over the. Uh, <laughs> Yo, that, it's gonna be Bo, it's Bowie and uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, you get uh, you could get you could get some hacks to come out and butcher some Bowie songs like <laughs> they did sure, the Grammys. Sure Wanted to fucking throw up. <laughs> I just wanted to throw... You know what, Lady Gaga? I'm so happy that you love David Bowie. Look, thanks anyway. If you're watching the Grammys and are expecting not to vomit, (laughs) you've already lost the war. Yeah, you're going to peen you through that thing, man. (laughs) How was the Grammys last night? Oh, I didn't throw up that much blood. (laughs) Only ruined two towels. (laughs) 
And the uh, towel budget in that house. Luckily, he's rich. Yeah, he's not for long, though. That, if this deal doesn't go, if the Omnicom money doesn't come through, Andrew, my, I don't know what, how many towels. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Omnicom ticking clock. I just imagine him cleaning the towel, like doing a wash of the towels, and it's like uh, Homer's pink shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, oh, hey, by the way, somewhere around here, Naomi Harris uh, tells tale of when her child was dying uh, in the hospital. Oh, gee, yeah, this is in the romantic It's, it's very dinner. important. Yeah, it's when we're having this romantic dinner, the, that oakened uh, tavern that they're at there. Yeah, which is exactly against the, the three-hour seminar she got at the Y about running your own grief group. <laughs> it's like, number one, no romantic dinner. Yeah, don't go ever. on a date. Uh, <laughs> don't go on a date. So she's talking about when her kid was dying, she's out in the, the hospital hallway, and a homeless woman is sitting next to her. And the homeless woman turns to her and says, uh, oh, who are you about to lose? She says, my daughter. And uh, the homeless woman's like, well, that's a real bummer, man. But by the way, <laughs> keep your eye on the collateral beauty. She doesn't even say, hey, sorry. <laughs> yeah. She just says, be sure to keep an eye out for... This bullshit called collateral beauty. And for like the ninth time listening to the screenplay get played out on a screen, I just went, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what on earth does this mean? And the most bullshitty thing of this whole scene is she's, you know, we're in the nice like piano bar or wherever the hell we are. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing the, the Vince Guaraldi, uh, Charlie Brown song. Finishing up a fucking bottle of Lagavulin. <laughs> And, and the steak. But we cut to this <laughs> that hospital. That sweet. And it turns into Peep Show all of a sudden because we only see Naomi Harris from the POV of this old woman that they're not showing for some reason, Andrew. And I fucking started to dig into my knees until I bled because I knew what was coming and it pissed me off so much. Oh, it just pisses you right off. Mm -hmm. This movie is aggravating. Uh, so, so in that scene, uh, they say collateral beauty five times in three minutes. Oh, really? You counted? I counted. Good for you. Yeah, you knew it was coming, so you wanted to get a count on that. That's a lot for and a titular all, line. And by the way, uh, all I could possibly bring myself to think about every time they were saying collateral beauty was speaking of Arnold is his big flip out scene and in collateral, collateral damage, damage when they're like well your family was collateral damage and he's like collateral damage collateral damage i'll show you collateral damage and oh, he like, starts like fucking up well, that, that office that's kind i really did want will smith to start doing it like collateral beauty was my daughter collateral beauty <laughs> Was my wife collateral beauty? <laughs> no, it's just in the grief group. <laughs> collateral beauty, what are you talking about? Van Damme, let's get out of here. Oh, yes. I was. My wife was not collateral beauty either. That is such bullshit. My daughter was not collateral beauty. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's all of them and then Amy Adams from Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes, I saw it was coming. <laughs> You know, it was a little easier for me, you I, guys. I, I had time to think it through, really come to terms. <laughs> Turns out I brought it on myself. <laughs> By the way, Will Smith, I've seen the end of this movie, and it's bullshit. I'm also Oh my part god, of the Heptapods told me the end of this movie was bullshit. <laughs> I'm also part of the 79%. Jeremy Renner had some problems with it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm so pissed off the fucking heptapod spoiled the end of your stupid movie. 
Hey, Will Smith, get ready. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, Amy Adams, would you like to be in uh, Collateral Beauty as the uh, as the personification of love? Oh no! But thank you so much. <laughs> oh, oh, that God. sounds like total fucking trash. Thank you though. Oh, this this script is cancer. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks for thanks for nothing though. Oh, thank you. Oh, you could have you just you could have dirtied up your foot and put it on a piece of paper. It'd be the same thing. <laughs> the same exact Ooh, thing. Oh, sorry. That sounds great. But I only like being in good movies. Ooh, thank Ooh, you. Five times titular line. Five times in three minutes. That's weird because uh, my movie is about the arrival of aliens. I don't even think we say arrival. Once I don't know, <laughs> just, uh, just just different ri- different strokes for different folks. Thank you though. That's so weird. And also, I don't think anyone says nocturnal animals in all of my <laughs> other movie I have this year. But you say your title three times in five minutes. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's a choice. <laughs> um, so that is that scene. Um, <laughs> At this point, Edward Norton goes back to Kira Knightley because he needs to get the whole... I mean, also, by the way, you don't need three of these conversations for this, like, stupid boardroom meeting you're going to have. One's enough. One's yeah. plenty. So, but, he, but he's still trying to get it wet with Kira Knightley. That's the whole thing. I yeah. think that is more the motivation than he really wants to get this footage figured out. So he goes to Kira Knightley, and he, she's they're under the Brooklyn Bridge. They might be in... Like Jersey City or Battery Park, I'm not They're sure. They're in Dumbo. They're in Dumbo. Okay. Jersey City under the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. Bridge. I'm sorry, I meant to say. Well, you see the Freedom Tower. They're whatever. In, they're in. They're in Dumbo. They're like near like Grimaldi's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, he's like, "Oh, you're doing it, putting a play on here too." She's like, "Yeah, you know, I've got a lot of." Pl- a lot of stuff going on, and he's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, you really should do this weird scam that I'm putting on. <laughs> you know, I had I had my scam all set up, and I really liked it. You are fucking up this scam, and also, if you don't participate in round two of the scam, <laughs> there's even less of a chance I can sleep with you, which is honestly something I'm trying to put together. So she's like, well, you know... Uh, what about your daughter? And he's like, what about my daughter? Oh, man. And he, he even uh, does the stupid line, which if you've been watching this movie, you know what's kind of going on. And she's like, what about your daughter? And he's like, my daughter? I don't think I told you about my daughter. Yep. Oh, sure. Bah, you just bah, bah. you get like just the tiniest little whiff. You're like, oh, Collateral Beauty. Who farted? Did someone <laughs> fart? What was that? Oh, oh. Collateral Beauty. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> and they just let it go. And she's like, tell me about, uh, you know, the day your daughter was born. And he goes into this fucking pile of horse shit that Olivier couldn't make work. I mean, poor Edward Norton. Man. It stinks, man. It is so sad. You know, he was he was our greatest white actor. And then Michael Keaton <laughs> took the slot and yeah. he's never been the same. They had a, a white guy actor off in Birdman. Michael Keaton won. Yep. It was so, a comeback. I mean, he was the comeback kid. He came back from Clean and Sober and Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but like, Edward Norton's been on a bit of a kind of a run. He's been doing a lot of good yeah. uh, Wes Anderson movies. You get yourself into that Wes Anderson camp, man. Mm-hmm. You'll be all right. That's what you want. I mean, he. I, I don't like Birdman. But a lot of people do it. Won, won a lot of Oscars, and it should have, you know? So, like, that's that's a good movie. He's trying to pull himself out of that painted veil spiral. My oh, the Lord. illusionist. Oh, my God. <laughs> that might be a stay tuned, actually. I would check that out again. I remember liking it at the time uh, that was during the uh what was that that was the magician craze of 2006 <laughs> yep, the, yeah that and the prestige yeah scene, we had yeah. Two, we had two magic movies definitely out the same more year. antlers in the illusionist <laughs> 
lot more Giamatti. A lot more Giamatti. That's correct. But he doesn't like ball crushing in that, does he? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's too bad. Not at least on the screen. A lot less Bowie in that movie, too. Also. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. This, it's, he it's, has the line where he's, it's, does he say fucking collateral beauty, too? <laughs> no, it's even worse. Actually, it's not. But he, he has a terrible line when he's like, uh, not only did I feel love, dot, 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 then the screenwriter went up, took a huge shit, came back to his desk, sat back down and wrote, but I became love. Oh, shudder. I am love, destroyer of careers. <laughs> <laughs> and Keir Knightley's like, you know, you've never been more attractive to me than right now. He's Which like, is- oh, let me keep talking about when my daughter was birthed then. <laughs> Whatever you're into, lady. <laughs> Whatever gets you going. And so then she basically says, like, if you go and make up with your daughter, make an effort with your daughter to patch up the relationship, uh, I'll I'll be in round two of the scam. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking drive the getaway car or whatever the fuck <laughs> with this illegal horse shit that you're doing. I'll, I'll help this corporate malfeasance lawsuit <laughs> sail right by. Unbelievable. So we all we all agree to do this. Um, I think there's one more scene where uh, uh, Jacob Lattimore goes up to Kira Knightley and he's like, oh, by the way, try, he goes, hey, Homa, way to get much pregnant. <laughs> well, no, he's like, oh, I, I see you're trying to Kate get pregnant. Kate Winslet, you said Kira Knightley. Oh, fuck. Uh, Kate Winslet, I see you're trying to get pregnant. And she's like, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Which is kind of that entire thread. Well, because she keeps going on sperm bank websites. She's got websites up. She's got pamphlets all over her desk. How about getting fucked? (laughs) That's a a great thing. How about getting fucked? (laughs) That's the name of your sperm donor website. (laughs) It was immediately closed down by every... Every, Every single... agency that can close a website. <laughs> Google ripped it from its search alerts. <laughs> you tried the rest. Now try the best. Oh, yeah, what yeah. about uh, gettingfucked.com? <laughs> you know, there's a lot yeah, There's a lot of expensive ways to make a baby these days. You want to drop 20 grand? How about getting fucked? In vitro fertilization. How about in Steve-tro fertilization? How about getting fucked? I just imagine this as a radio ad with, <laughs> with Girl from Ipanema in the background. <laughs> Having trouble getting pregnant? <laughs> We've all been there. How about getting fucked? <laughs> promo code getting fucked. <laughs> You use promo code getting fucked for to take twenty bucks off the whiskey you have to buy me <laughs> in this weird s- system. Whiskey you have to buy yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that goes both ways, brother. Um, and then one eight seven seven cars for kids. One eight seven seven getting fucked to have a kid. One eight seven seven fucking around. One eight seven seven fucking around. Oh, oh, man, that's stupid. Uh, so we get to round two of the scam, and it's basically so it's Jake, Jake Lattimore. Lattimore comes up. He starts skitching on the back of Will Smith's bike. Will Smith hits the brakes. Kid goes flying. He starts yelling at him again. And Will Smith, this is the best part of the movie. Will Smith, in a fit of rage, throws this kid's skateboard across the street. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. And you see Ann Dow. And it keeps doing the same thing because we know what the movie is. Right. But they keep cutting to Ann Dowd filming. 
It's yep. A, I get it. It's She's just standing there, like, very obviously filming with a cell phone. A cell phone, by the way. Not a DTV cam. Not a really nice fucking... Not a, no. not a red. Yeah, I was going to say, it all looks like it's from a red. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> she's standing there holding a big Alexa on her shoulder. <laughs> she's got a steady cam harness on the front. Well, you would need it. I mean, because you're, the plan is to digitally remove people from this shot. I mean, what would be hilarious if they were all wearing, like, mocap outfits? Like, Jake. <laughs> he's got all these, these red spandex with black balls all over him. That would make a little bit of sense. Will Smith's like, what are you wearing? He's like, it's a time costume. <laughs> Shut up. That's what would all of us uh, personifications of, uh, uh, of abstractions uh, wear. It's spandex and black dots. <laughs> uh, so then on, he's taking the out. He goes to take the after. He's having a bad day. And wouldn't you know it, Helen Mirren gets on with him, and she starts talking to him, and he tells her off. He's like, oh, you know, uh, everybody – he just kind of runs through. It's it's probably his best acting in the movie. And it's, I don't, it's he's a, not bad yeah. in this. I don't think he's bad. I don't actually think really anybody's bad in it's it. A, it's, the problem is it's a putrid fucking script. Yes. This is the best case. I think we have the whole month of Worst of 2016 of, like, this is just a – garbage pile of screenwriting yes. and you have hired or tricked several <laughs> really talented people to be in this terrible movie and in this scene where he's he's got this big monologue and it's about like you know religion ain't doing it for me people offer this that that ain't doing it for me like he's got this big thing he says to her and i was sitting there thinking like i hate this movie but this is good like he's doing a good job yes and then by like the telltale end of it, I don't remember what the line is, but there's some, it just reminds you that this is just terribly written because he's got some line where you're like, oh, there go the eye rolls again. <laughs> but well, the funny he starts singing, row, row, row your boat. Oh, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. He <laughs> sings, row, row, row your boat. He's talking about religion and literature and poetry, and then he sings, row, row, row your boat. And, but the funny thing is, Anne Dowd is on the F train sitting down. She should be standing to get a better shot. Yep. Sitting down and... <laughs> Her whole camera is obscured by Helen Mirren. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, it's obscured entirely by Helen Mirren. And let me tell you, when someone's filming you on the subway, you see it. <laughs> yes. Like, you never want to, like, listen, if you're coming to this town for anything, there's like a crazy guy in the train or the fucking, it's Showtime dancers or whatever. <laughs> Don't film it because they will see you and you'll get called out for it. Like and da- like Will Smith should be like, why the fuck are you filming me? Haven't I seen you before? <laughs> yes. Like something has to give with this scam. So she does that. And then uh, he goes out on the street. He can't get to fucking work. And uh, he gets accosted by Kira Knightley, who actually puts him in his place. Kind of. I think that's how that works. Yeah. She's like, yeah, so- I'm love. You, you can't live without love. You need love. Oh, my God. You need love. And, and one now, might say, all you need is love, Oh, ba-ba-da-ba-da. Uh, yeah. How's a shitty cover of that song not in this movie? That's a great question. Because nah, it wasn't directed by Julie Taymor. <laughs> that movie fucking reeks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shit. <laughs> What's uh, the Across the Universe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's oh, horrible. Wow. Yeah, fucking turd and a half. Mm, thank God for Westworld, huh, Evan, Evan Rachel Wood? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Sturgis just had to be in that Bronx uh, show with David Schwimmer, which I never saw. Oh, were there like chefs or so? What's it called? Yeah. Beast Wars? Oh, feed the beast. <laughs> yes, they're in Beast Wars. I'm David Schwimmer. Now I'm going to turn into a pterodactyl. Oh, no. Flap, flap, <laughs> flap. Oh, great. Looks like I'm laying another egg. <laughs> Remember my partner, Jim, Jim Sturgis? He's a saber-toothed tiger. 
His 2000 alt haircut turns into a saber tooth tiger. And he does a bad American accent. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but um, I don't know where I was going. Uh, Tame War, talking yeah, oh, no, about but, love. But, but, and out films that as well. So now it's the big meeting. It's New Year's Eve, I guess, or whatever the <laughs> fuck. So they, they call a competency hearing at the board. And I mean, this board, you want to save some money. Sure. If your company is underwater, yes. whatever this TV setup is, is wrong. Well, how else are you going to introduce RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> this is my question. How are you going to do it? Because they're in a boardroom, a nice boardroom, you know, glass everywhere. And this TV setup, it's like a, it's like, it's overproduced, uh, over designed, overset designed the way ESPN shows are overset designed. Yes. You know, where you spend $2 million on a fucking TV that's showing you the same six highlights forever. Dude, the sets on ESPN, let me tell you, I don't need to feel like I'm watching sports news from the fucking future. <laughs> exactly. Just get a person at a desk and call it a day. <laughs> at Christmas, you can have like some nice poinsettias on the desk next to it, but we have to stop the madness of these ESPN sets. And it's not just the shows. It's the radio shows that they film. You see that set on Mike and Mike in the yes. morning? That thing. My Lord, you're not hosting the Tonight Show. And you know, and the robot butler on Mike and Mike in the morning, <laughs> he does not like the Mets. And that drives me crazy. <laughs> um, oh, but Lord. they have this stupid thing and like... Uh, they have the they have all they show all the footage and I don't know who ILM must have been involved because it is it's exactly the same thing wherein Will Smith is throwing not a skateboard but literally nothing and he's yelling on the train even though Ann Dowd's camera was totally obscured by Helen Mirren like what are we talking about I want the deleted scene where Ann Dowd has to get on a plane and fly from New York to California so she can get to the fucking Skywalker ranch <laughs> and have George Lucas and his cronies take out all of these people. All right, so all right, so it's, it's a cell phone cam. That's not great. So does she want Peter Cushing in it, or does she not want Peter Cushing in it? I can get Peter Cushing in this thing like that. That's a no. All right, guys, it's a no for Cushing. <laughs> it's a no for Cushing. I know. This video gets Cushing. This video doesn't get Cushing. Mm, you want to take out the... Uh... Mm, you want to take out the skateboard, do you? <laughs> I actually took a skateboard out of the Phantom Menace one. <laughs> it was originally in there. You know, here's just a quick suggestion, Stephen. When you're taking out the skateboard, why don't you have Will Smith throw some blue milk? <laughs> Maybe he throws a pitcher of warm blue milk. Mm, you know, just get Peter Cushing in there a little. I mean, he could be in the background. <laughs> Maybe he's serving some dewback milk. <laughs> Boy, I'm thirsty. <laughs> we, you know, we could get James Earl Jones back here. He could voice <laughs> love for us. Yeah, but sure enough. I mean, like, yeah, to your point, like, there needs to be, like, a guy in the advertising. Like, j get Josh Gad, who's, like, a guy yep. that knows how to do digital effects. Because I just don't buy that she's just able to do this. Like, she's no. a private eye. It makes no sense. So uh, they have this meeting, and Will Smith starts crying, and he's like, oh, my God, look at my madness. And everyone feels like shit. It's actually pretty <laughs> yeah. good acting because everyone on the other side of the table does not feel very good. Also, what's uncomfortable is this lawyer is grilling him, yeah. and he's like, who are you talking to on that train? Who are you talking to on that train? Who are you talking to on that train? What did you throw there, Will Smith? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you threw some dewback milk. <laughs> And then, like, Kate Winslet... How do you know Peter Cushing? He's been dead 20 years. <laughs> and then Kate Winslet has to be like, that's enough. We're destroying this man. Um, so he basically... 
they they stop short of telling him exactly what happened. Kate Kate Winslet's about to do it, and Edward Norton's like, "Shut up!" He's like, no, 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 yeah, that's fine. We're all sorry. Yeah, uh, but then like, uh, what you call Will Smith apologized to all three of them, and he's he's like, "Such he, horse shit." He's like, this, "Oh yeah," he's like, and he knows everything that's going on in their lives. He's like, you know, uh, Michael Pena, everybody knows you're dying. <laughs> I used the bathroom after you and almost threw up. <laughs> Could you keep it inside the house, please? And he's like, you know what, Kate Winslet? I've walked by your desk. Listen, I know you keep forgetting this is an open-air office space, but stop leaving sperm bank websites up on your computer. Lock your screen, man. When you go to the bathroom, lock your screen. Listen, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I've walked by that desk, and on your Mac laptop, I see... <laughs> Isn't it easier to get fuck.com or whatever it was? And frankly, I wouldn't even have to walk around. The, you know we have how interns everywhere. Oh, how about getting fucked? I'm sorry, yes. We have interns everywhere, and all they are talking about is the baby machine that you <laughs> you want to make. And then he's like, he's like, and by the way, this is like the saddest dressing down I've ever <laughs> seen. Because then he's just like, and Edward Norton, stop being such a fucking coward and go spend time with your daughter. Don't wait for her permission. You're a father. Go force yourself on your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wait a second. Not that. This isn't the fucking Donald Trump movie. <laughs> oh, God. And he's yeah, and he's again. Like, yeah, also, I might have a vested interest in seeing in telling you that you should get back to your daughter because guess what? Time is short. <laughs> she might have a rare cancer disease, and, and everyone feels bad. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll sign away this. I'll sign away my stock. You don't really know what he signs away. I guess he he signs away. He signs a death certificate, doesn't he? Well, he <laughs> signs he signs the fir- he signs two documents. The first one is him removing himself as like a, a decision making stake in the company, okay. So they can then like sell over to, to Omnicom. Omnicom's Omnicom, 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 ready for it. They're, they're gonna work they're at fucking, fucking drooling. twelve on twelve thirty one at eight o'clock <laughs> at night. They're gonna put this paperwork through sure. to nobody. Oh sure. <laughs> uh, so that's one. And then the other thing that, that the lawyer says. Because they're like, what was that? He walked, he signs the other, he's like, you call me six times to sign this other thing, let me sign it. He signs it, and he leaves very sadly, and they're like, what was that second thing you wanted <laughs> yeah. him to sign? They're a bunch of nosy Nellies, <laughs> and uh, the, the guy's like, oh, he set up a trust in his daughter's name uh, and put a bunch of money in it, and he has to sign a thing that confirms that she's dead. <laughs> Just, I love the idea of him going, hey! That little girl's been dead for two years. That stock is doing nothing right now. Just Howard, there. Howard, <laughs> Howard, pick up this phone. <laughs> Howard, this is your lawyer speaking. You got a cold tyke on your hands here, and I need you to sign off on her. I went over to her grave the other day, and I pissed on it. <laughs> I'm hoping just to get a reaction out of you at this point. Now, now Howard, uh, obviously the law wants to make this as uncomfortable as possible, so you have to come in and tell a a strange white man that your daughter is dead. Confirm it. Howard! (laughs) Call me back. Merry Christmas. Uh, so then we have a scene where like all of our actors get paid, and it's like Michael Pena uh, gives uh, Helen Helen Mirren a check like outside of his building. Uh, the most and he he confirms to Helen Mirren like oh I told my wife she's right. okay with it or whatever and she's yeah, like oh yeah, yeah. you know this was the greatest role I've ever played yeah great and in, in, in Helen Helen Mirren's mind she's like no it's not <laughs> no it's not this it, is what performance is <laughs> even that third time I played the queen was better than this uh, yeah so that's that and then uh, uh, 
Edward Norton goes and makes up with his daughter. That's a scene we sort of have. Yeah, she he's he basically and this girl talks like she's 42 years old in a Woody Allen movie, man, cuz he comes <laughs> up to her and he's like as she's getting out of a very snooty private school and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, she's like, Dad, get out of here. I told you I don't like you. He's like, yeah, well, I'm going to be here whether you like it or not. I'm going to be here every day. And even if I get to see you for one minute, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what are you stalking me now, Dad? Ew. And yeah. it's like, well, this girl wouldn't know what stalking is. And she's like, I- I'm going to get a restraining order against you or some nonsense. <laughs> it all, it, you know what? Yeah. It all sucks. And she's like, oh, by the way, you know, if you are going to stalk me tomorrow, I get out in a half day. And it's like, oh, that's going to mend. Oh, that's that's so going to mend quite nicely. And that's definitely going to be a healthy relationship <laughs> in a couple of years, I'm sure. And then we get, a, it's a big load of horse shit and it's a big fuck you to the people writing this movie. So, Kate Winslet gets off the one train at 181st Street, Washington Heights, yeah. right? Totally fucking fine neighborhood. <laughs> and she gets out and fucking guns are going off and we're blaring <laughs> rap music and people are yelling and screaming. She comes out in the fucking Terminator war zone. Simon Phoenix is on a corner <laughs> and on a box. At the she- other corner, some guy's yelling, can you dig it? <laughs> Exactly. And uh, she's fucking yelling at this uh, Jacob Lattimore like, well, you brought me up to this fucking shithole. And I was like, I live blocks from there. <laughs> she's it's like, totally fine. She's like, to give you $20,000 in cash, which this guy accepts. And he's like, yeah, you know, she's like, you should take an acting class. You're really good. He's like, yeah, okay. You should take some improv classes over at the Magnet. Oh, yeah. Get in a 101 class there. Hey. Hey, do you want to waste that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't, you ain't wrong. But she's like, yeah, you should do that. And he's like, yeah, maybe I will. And they have another stupid like concept about time. He's like, hey, guy, there's still time to go get knocked up. Talk <laughs> to you later, movie. <laughs> I got this uh, car from a website. This uh, short, weird guy gave it to me. <laughs> um, How about gettingfucked.com? <laughs> No, but the funny thing is, no, what he does is basically say, like, look, listen, lady, you can adopt. Because that's what that's basically what he, he's, he's like, oh, you know, my dad was this was my barber and he always gave me great things to say. And my mother was right. this lady that uh, that, was, that lived under the under the fucking subway or something. And she had funny things to tell me. They were really who raised me. You don't have to like the kid doesn't have to be yours to be yours or whatever. Right. Just fucking adopt, lady. You're 40 years old. Fucking adopt. And it's such a weird coincidence, man, because it turns out that that's also the title of the new play I'm writing. Uh, the Barber and the Homeless Woman. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's totally weird. I can't uh, believe it. So wait, is are you going to expand in the. How about adoption? <laughs> yeah, well, that's how about fucking adoption. Well, that's what happens afterwards when <laughs> nothing goes on. You know, it's like, uh, well, you can always adopt, lady. What do you want from me? Sorry. <laughs> oh uh, mercy! So uh, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve, actually. So they get this done before the the, the bizarre. Yeah, deadline. you're right. It's not New Year's Eve. It's Christmas Eve. We're we're fine. We're and, fine on time for Omnicore or whatever. And like you're like, oh well, this movie's been over for a little while. Sure what are we has. doing here? Uh, he goes to Naomi Harris's place, and I, and it, this actually did surprise me. Andrew, did you see this coming? The twist that we're about to talk about. Oh yeah, really? Okay, I was surprised. It's like, oh, they're just, he's just going to go there. I either thought. I mean, I didn't see it miles away. Actually, yeah. you know what? No, I shouldn't say that. I said that way too cavalier. I eventually like sniffed it out as the scene was playing on because I started elbowing cabin <laughs> and screaming in the theater. The first time you saw this, Chris, did you see it? Coming? Yeah, I mean, it was in the scene, but beforehand, yeah. no. Because I was like, all right, she's either. 
the personification of something else, maybe right. like remorse, or maybe she's like, I don't know, maybe she's even God herself. Well, maybe it's, it's like the Santa Claus yeah. 3 and she's fucking Jack Frost. <laughs> Where she's Santa Claus. Oh my God, what if she was Santa Claus? <laughs> Naomi, Harris, Naomi Harris is Santa Claus. Or Baby New Year. <laughs> so... Uh, or either that or that they were just going to get together and that would be sweet and they sure. would get each other through their grief. So he shows up at her place and he's like, oh, she's like, you know, I usually spend New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve alone. And he's like, do you mind if you break that rule? And I'm like, oh, that's nice. And they go in and there's this picture, this little girl drew that says best mom ever on it, <laughs> which is like a bit much. Yeah, You know, that might have been a bit a bit of a heavy hand there. <laughs> it's, new, it's New Year's or is it Christmas? It's Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. I'm just in here watching videos of my dead daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's she says. I'm watching videos of my dead daughter with her father, and, and she keeps saying like, "My daughter's name was Olivia. She was six years old. She died of this rare disease." Yeah. She repeats the same thing. His over His name and over. was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson <laughs> over and over and over again. And wouldn't bloody you bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary? <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Will Smith. She was Will Smith's wife the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. And she's like, "Say it, motherfucker. Say it. <laughs> Sing it, sister." And he's like. My daughter's name was Olivia. She was six years old. She had this rare disease. And he starts like crying and shit. And, and we show a video of them playing dominoes together and them yeah. swinging around in the park. I mean, like, I just feel like certain things, like, if I, if I, I don't have kids, but if I did, I would try not to take such precious videos because I just feel like you're tempting fate. Don't don't write <laughs> don't give me a picture that says best dad ever on it because I don't want that haunting me. So when it's you... it's like it's like Steve will have home movies, yeah. Chris, but it's more sure. like uh, ah yeah, here's me up at four a.m. changing a shitty diaper, <laughs> precious memories. <laughs> Nothing just, too sappy. I don't want my kid to die. <laughs> it's true. But uh yes. You're a mediocre father. <laughs> <laughs> I I certainly would be. Uh, meet me in person and you'll definitely know that. And yeah, I mean like it's sad and stuff and it's so stupid it's so stupid that they went through this this twist. It's so stupid. This fucking certified copy charade that we're playing <laughs> and, here. And, and, and the fucking video looks like it just got a 4K restoration from the fucking film center. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks great. It this, does. This footage looks great. Why don't it, you digitally remove that kid from there if it's that easy? <laughs> then just watch Will Smith dancing around in <laughs> a playground by himself. It's just... And I mean, like... What? How is this a thing? I'm how sorry, is but all, how is this yes. a thing? She's going through her own grief. Like, I don't have time to be playing this game with you and, like, pretending that there's an audience watching. Like, you would just talk to each other. But the other thing is, like, so are they fake divorced? I think there's a real divorce. They are he, real divorced. Real she divorced. says the day that we got this. The day that my husband and I got divorced, he gave me this card. Oh, okay. So but, the, the papers have had, uh, have dried. But this is what's totally unclear to me. And okay. I do not think that the, the movie gives an answer. Is he fucking crazy and, like, doesn't recognize what's going on? Or are they both in on it? They're both in on it. Both in on it. Do you think they're both in on it? They're playing this game because he wrote that card, like, let's be strangers. So she, like, starts this weird game. So we're going to be strangers. And then in 
breaking down everything that we've like built up as a couple, like as this relationship, I'm going to fucking tear it to shreds yeah. because I love you so much. Then we can be, we can go back to being strangers. You'll randomly decide whenever you want to, to walk back into my life and we'll start building again. Well, that's the thing is I, I think all of this, I mean, I think there's a much sicker, sicker thing going on here. I think they even how about just up, getting fucked.com. I, well, I think, <laughs> yeah. How about you? How about just fucking this lady.com? I don't that? even think the kid died of cancer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I shit. think they killed the kid for their own jollies. <laughs> oh, wow. For the and insurance then, money, you think? And then they got to play their little game. Dude, talk oh. about some SVU shit. This is twisted, man. That's a twisted. That is some collateral damage. Or collateral beauty, whichever one this is called. <laughs> no, that was the collateral damage of collateral beauty. Oh, wow. It's yeah. collateral damage. Let's go, Stallone. We're leaving this, gru- <laughs> this grief group. Hey, why am I here? I don't think I ever had a dead kid in anything. Oh, well, my wife dies, demolition man, but that's from old age. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Does does Rocky have any dead kids? No. No, like he's a pet, a... probably. <laughs> probably <laughs> Rambo's like... kind of a broken man. There's got to be some skeletons in that closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some. Um, so, the last shot of the movie, by the way. We go to Central Park. Well, there's Park. two, aren't there? Isn't oh, it? A, it's a double shot. So it was. What's yours? Because first it go. Well, because oh, I'm sorry. The uh, the ghost dominoes get pushed over. Oh, oh right. right. His dead soul knocks down the last domino tree. Oh, oh wait, man. I didn't know it was a ghost that did that. Dude, dude you're looking. You're looking at like he's Will Smith has set up yet another domino display. Okay, and it goes back to the office like nobody's there. What with it being Christmas. And it's just, look at this beautiful domino set up. And it just goes, ink. And oh, a domino even totally falls that. over, dude. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, ghost and girl. That, le- <laughs> that leads us into... Ghostgirl.com. <laughs> the second flashback to the scene outside of when uh, Naomi Harris is saying goodbye to her kid. Yeah. And we talked about the scene before. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. And so she's sitting... In this fucking chair with this homeless woman next to her. What a dirty bag of dog shit this movie is. But she's dressed in all blue, Andrew. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And then, like, so Naomi Harris is, like, sitting there, and the lady's like, so who are you losing, hon? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my daughter, blah, 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 you know. Oh, well, I'm definitely not going to say condolences like <laughs> and be kind spirit, but don't forget, turn head. Helen Mirren, oh, the collateral beauty. Fucking suck it. <laughs> suck it, movie. And, suck it. And then we go to Central Park, and sure enough, it's the three of the uh, 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 Helen, uh, it's Naomi Harris and Will Smith are walking hand in hand. They're having a nice day. Yep. And Will Smith looks back and sees all of his friends, all of his ghost friends, uh, <laughs> Kira Knightley, Jacob Lattimore, and Helen Mirren on, the, on, on, on a bridge in Central Park. Yep. And then he looks back, and then Naomi Harris looks back, and they're like that. They're gone because they were ghosts the whole time, or whatever. Or they're persona- they're magic the just, whole time. Just, just, just what? <laughs> what are what, you talking about? What? What a roundabout way to get here. Where did that money go? That's that's the most important thing. How are we cashing that check? The what God, is he I, doing I, with the cash? I imagine Saint Peter's taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty grand, two checks, and one bag full of twenty grand. Where did that money go? I think it went to that homeless woman under the bridge. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I just can't. Bl- and you know what? Poor Michael Pena's kids are starving in the street. <laughs> Meanwhile, these ghosts have lined their fucking pockets. Well, 
I could have paid for your education, <laughs> but instead I decided to do something criminal. But that's what's so insane, though, is they, they hear his whole story, his whole motivation of, like, I want to leave my family with something. I need to make sure the company is secure. You know what? I'm sure this sale to Omnicom is huge and whatever, but sure. you know what also helps? Eh, an extra rainy day 20K <laughs> sitting around. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Like, Helen Mir, here's what it has to be. Has to, it has she takes to a check this. from a dying man. It has to be this. He gives her the check. She goes, this was the greatest performance of my life. Tears that check up. Yes. And that's the sure. end of it. Because my lord, the fucking specter of death doesn't need $20,000. You know what? Actually, I just realized. I think... I mean, so like the River Styx is what a couple hundred years ago we're talking about, sure. or maybe even over a thousand years. The ago. The River Styx, yeah, the, the you know the, you pay you pay the boatman on the River Styx, yeah, probably more than a couple hundred years. I, I'm ago. bad with math, so however long ago that is, it was just two coins on your eyes, right? Now it's twenty G. Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah the inflation, inflation, man. Oh, you put yeah. ten ten grand on each eyeball. <laughs> That's why you have to write the Reaper a check. For 20K. Back 20 in, large. Back when Clinton was running the country. It was <laughs> yeah. just two pennies. Dude, let me tell you. We think we don't have a problem with money in this world. Yeah. You got to pay 20 grand to get to the other side. Not, not, to, not to mention the funeral expenses. My God, Liberty Mutual is going to fucking eat you alive. <laughs> it is such a racket. That whole thing is such a fucking racket. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's an interesting connection because, you know, as, as some people know, I did have a, a lost a member of my family a few weeks back. And so sitting here watching this movie, which is such a fucking dickhead piece of shit, I'm uplifting you to deal with your grief, sad audience member, fucking suck it movie. (laughs) But it does remind me, I mean, we were sitting there driving out of the cemetery and my mom's talking about, oh, there was this cost, there was that cost, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what a fucking racket. This whole goddamn thing. I was like, you know what? Just light me up. Light me up. <laughs> fucking set it on fire on a cliff and I just fizzle out into the ocean. But you need I don't to- I don't need an undertaker to give me a get a fucking penny out of my family. But the Reaper's gotta get his due. Twenty K, man. I will fucking wander this plane for eternity, man. Twenty K to the Reaper. I don't think so. <laughs> it might be thirty by the time you go. <laughs> I just I'm just imagining at the, at the end of Manchester by the Sea, they just pour hundreds of dollars on <laughs> Kyle Chandler's face. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay him up. Here we go. <laughs> That's it. Make sure he gets to the afterlife. You gotta okay. sell that boat. <laughs> you, you gotta you sell d- that boat. It's 20K. You're dumping all over this body. A bag full of lobster rolls for good luck. <laughs> Man, that movie fucking sucks. Not Manchester by the Sea, which is excellent, but Collateral Beauty sucks. <sighs> it sucks. What it sucks. a fucking stink fest! In uh, the, it was not nominated for any Golden Globes. No, right? no. I mean, God it, it's, it's universally panned. It's not going to get nominated for no. anything, right? Well, Maybe I mean, a couple of Razzies. Uh oh. Well, I mean, because what was the one that did extremely loud and incredible? Incredibly, that close. was the horrible tearjerker that won that got a bunch of Globe nominations at the end. Of the, yeah, it, it snuck in. It, it, it snuck it, right in because oh. Tom Hanks was in it. They have to give it a fucking nomination. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah I don't know. I mean, maybe the the Academy is sometimes weird. It wouldn't shock me if something got something from the this only, stupid movie. The only thing I think that you could even think of, and I already think it's too crowded of a slate to begin with, is Will Smith for best lead. That's yeah. not happening. Like, I know it's not. That's what I'm saying. I just I don't see any other yeah, you're way. You're probably right. You're probably right. You know, it's like 
It's terrible. It's so, so terrible. You've got no conclusion to any of those characters. I'm sorry. All of the, like, the final time we see Kate Winslet and Edward, I mean, yeah. Edward Norton comes the closest. Yeah, he's Michael like, Pena, I guess so. Kate Winslet, she's just left in Washington Heights, a neighborhood she considers to be a fucking war zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 20, 20K lighter. I don't know where that came from. I mean, she could have used 20. Adoption is very expensive in case anyone's wondering ghosts. I, <laughs> you know? I need a shot of her. Either she's fucking picking a kid up at the airport yeah. or at the sperm bank after all or whatever it is. Just, yeah. Something. And Edward Norton is actually hanging out with his daughter, not this fucking crass conversation they well, have outside the By the, the way, mat. what a scam they're running on Omnicom, by the way. So Omnicom <laughs> comes in, right? They're the, paying let 70, me tell you, the good people at Omnicom. <laughs> they come in. They're going to pay $17 a share for this company that they expect Will Smith to be lead creative on. They want Edward Norton there, you know, pulling, you know, leading the ship. You've got Kate Winslet as well. Working. Creative genius Michael Pena. And yeah, exactly. All of them. And by the end of this movie, uh, Will Smith quits. Uh, Michael Pena is dead. Kate Winslet is going to be adopting a kid. That's a bunch of half days. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, what should we call it? Uh, Edward Norton's leaving at three every day. Like, what, what, what is going to be done here? Omnicom, these, these, these briefs need to be written. Omnicom got ripped off, okay? <laughs> I would have struck a much better deal for Omnicom. This is ridiculous. All right, they got fooled by a bunch of ghosts. No, they hand, they hand over the whole corporation to Josh Gad. Oh, right. <laughs> Maybe Ann Dowd has a, has a nice little... Her and her weird kid sidekick. <laughs> oh, what a piece of shit. The kid kicks his fucking feet up on an office. <laughs> on the desk. What a piece of shit. Um, when this eventually comes to home video, no one will recommend it. I mean, you can still see it now, I think. Someone no. somewhere can. Do not go do to not, the theater. Do not. No, I don't know. I don't. I, it's almost as seeing as believing because it's so ridiculous. It's, it's in that realm. It's a wait list. for HBO Go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, let me tell you, your generous Patreon bucks paid for us to go <laughs> see the fucking thing. All God right? bless you. Thank you so much. Bless you every day. But, uh, I mean, just wait for HBO Go. You have to. Yeah, it's, it's not a recommend. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh. That felt good. That was, yeah, that was a fun one. Oh, I process. hated that movie. Uh, that's Collateral Beauty, everybody. 2016. Uh, uh, 2016, indeed, directed by Dave Frankel. If you want more WHM, check out whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. And write into the mailbag, We All Hate Movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you should download it from. We would greatly appreciate you doing that. Uh, our Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash we hate movies. You got yourself uh, some animation damnation, our new Star Trek show, The Nexus. You just got our newsletter, which is fun. The Big Daddy Dispatch, all sorts of stuff. So check out patreon.com slash we hate movies. See how you can get more comedy out of the stones that are the four of us. Uh, so next week, uh, worst of 2016 continues. Uh, oh, is it that that uh, filthy fucking comedy? Yeah, uh, dirty, dirty grand, dirty grand, gramps. Oh, it's gross. It's so gross. This movie, you guys. I'll leave you with this image: Robert De Niro pleasuring himself to pornography. <sighs> Yeah, take that and uh, just put it in your back pocket until next week. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Zadak. Take it easy.